Hey guys, I've realized it's been a while since I did a reading of K-Pop Confidential. We're on chapter four, by the way. If you haven't seen my other episodes, please go back and listen to those. K-Pop Confidential is about Cadence Park, who wants to become a K-Pop idol, but her parents won't let her, and that's like her journey. Oh my god, my new mic has literally so many pieces to it. It's actually kind of annoying. Um, okay, let's get started. Chapter four. When I tell Imane and Ethan the news the next day after school, they react exactly as I expect them to. Both scream at the top of their lungs. Ethan does a random headstand. Imane shakes me frantically while shrieking. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. We're in our usual hangout spot on the grassy you know outside the cafeteria. It's a beautiful hot day and the seasonal allergies abound. A bunch of robotics kids are making their robots fight each other a few feet away. Don't get excited, I say. As I said at the auditions, my parents will never let me go. Girl, bye, says Imane. You can always do this, Cadence. Do what? Let your inner saboteur get the best of you, says Ethan. My what? Your inner saboteur, says Ethan. He gets back on his feet, his face flushed and chips into his theater monologuing voice. The great RuPaul defines the inner saboteur as the voice inside your head that stirs up your fears, holding you back from the trying the things you truly want to do. Listen to Mother RuPaul, says Yumane, and Ethan, I guess. Your inner saboteur is well, alive and well. You keep it healthy on a diet of excuses and low self-esteem, cracks Ethan. My friends are totally savage. Oh, please, I scoff, but I feel prim pricks behind my eyes. That's not me at all. Really, says Imane? Then why didn't you take the SAY audition seriously? And why are you still playing that godforsaken viola, says Ethan? You guys don't get it, I say. You don't know the mother I have. Actually, I do, and she's a literal saint, says Imane. She has the copy of Battleheim and of the mother tiger with all of the pages dog-eared, I say, waving my arms wildly. Imane raises her hand in surrender. I'm not going to fight you on this, she says. I already dragged you to that audition, but I'm no one's trusty black sidekick. Ethan lets out in Mjapfik. Mm-hmm. However, says Imane, grinning, if you do decide you want to go for this, really go for it. I'll help you convince your parents. Persuading people is one of my superpowers. And think, if you're a trainee at SLK's company, says Ethan, you'll definitely get to meet one day. I wait until after church that Sunday to talk to my parents. Despite all the frantic Kakeo talks messages I'm getting from manager Kong. I need to know soon. An opportunity like this won't wait forever. Do you know how many kids in Korea would die to be in your position? After church, once they've changed out of their Sunday best into regular clothes, tends to be when Uma and Abba are in their best moods. Since they don't have a social life during the week, church is like my parents' version of recess. After hours of praying and eating and laughing with their friends, they're tired out and happy. I gather Uma and Abba in the living room, announcing that I have something important to tell them. Right away, Uma is suspicious. She asks, you're not going to tell us something strange, are you? I can't honestly tell her that I won't. Sit down next to Abba, please. I stand in front of our TV, which I have my computer hooked up to, and I take a deep breath before 
delivering my carefully rehearsed introduction. I've gathered you here today because I want to ask you guys for something that might surprise you. That's why I ask you to timely not ask questions or speak until I'm finished. I promise, says Ava right away. Uma picks out a, little, a piece of lint on her sweatshirts. Uma, I'm looking at you. Say you promise. After Abba prods her with his elbow, Uma says, fine, Cadence, I promise. Thank you. I clear my throat. So because I'll be discussing, what I'll be discussing is complete and magnificent. I'm prepared some visuals to paint a clearer picture. I turn on the TV. The first PowerPoint slide is already queued up. It's an adorable photo of five-year-old me standing on stage with my fellow kindergarteners singing Away in the Manger at a church Christmas pageant. Abba flashes a huge smile and Uma clutches her chest. So far, so good. I, Cadence, Minkyung Park, was born in Newark, New Jersey on August 24th. And as far as I can remember, I switched aside to a photo of me just as Rapunzel from Tangled on Halloween when I was nine singing When Will My Life Begin? I've always carried a love for music, of singing, especially in my heart. I'm not looking at Uma, but I can feel her aura darken. Whatever talent for singing I possess, I owe it to you, Uma and Ala. I know you are both, and still are, brilliant musicians. I flash a photo of six-year-old me crying my eyes out while playing a tiny viola. For some reason, Uma and Ala have always found this photo of my genuine anguish particularly adorable. Even now, they can't help but let out in awe. When I was very young, I was allowed to sing to my heart's content with a sort of pure innocence and joy only available to children. That line is from Ethan. However, somewhere along the way, I lost that joy. All my life, I was strongly discouraged from pursuing the vocal arts, instead forced to study the viola, an instrument for which I neither have talent nor passion. I switched the side to my orchestra portrait from seventh grade, peak awkward face, looking tragically miserable, posing with my viola in my hideous uniform. Being so bad at one thing that takes up a majority of my extracurricular time has not only harmed my self-esteem, but it has likely harmed my college chances. What kind of university would be impressed that I've stuck to an activity that's brought me no acclaim? My eyes dart to Emma's face. She looks stricken, horrified. I can tell this just means my plan is working. Lately, my heart has been screaming for an outlet for my long-hidden desire to sing another Ethan line. Just last week, I must confess that I disobeyed your rules, but it wasn't for the ultimate good. I skipped SA2 tutoring to go to an audition for K-pop company at Paladis Park. I hear my parents gasp. Uma says, what is that? Uma, I said I'll take questions and comments afterwards. I switched to a photo of a selfie of me, Mane, and Ethan among the crowd of hopos in the multiplex parking lot. Yes, I realized this was wrong, and I knew I would be forbidden, judged, and recused if I had told you my plans. I sang in front of a manager from SAY Entertainment who flew all the way from Korea to find American talent. Last Monday, she showed up to tell me 3,000 people who showed up to the auditions, I was the only one they chose. I explained what a big deal SAY Entertainment is, how legit it is. I show a picture of SLK, 
not one of their scary, sexy photos, but a nice clean-cut photo of them in schoolboy uniforms, posing in a classroom. I flash a slide of bullet points. Why Cadence should be a K-pop trainee this summer. Cadence will learn a lot of Korean. Cadence will make new friends from all over the world. Cadence will gain confidence from seeing Asians become beloved idols. She has not seen this enough growing up in America. Cadence has dutifully suffered playing the viola for 10 years. SAY will provide free airfare and lodging and so for the summer. The final point, which you might have thought of, is such a good clincher that I gave it its own slide. There is a belief among college admissions officers that Asian applicants don't stand out from the crowd. So many have high grades, test scores, and play classical instruments much better than Cadence ever will. A summer as a K-pop trainee is an excellent experience that would make an excellent college essay. Bolded. I end with a photo of me receiving my pink guitar from ABBA on my 12th birthday. My eyes are twinkling with delight as the flame of the candles. Thank you for your time, I say, taking a huge breath. Are there any comments or questions? Silence. ABBA claps awkwardly. Uma is looking off to the side with her arms crossed. That's okay. I expected resistance. Uma, you look like you might have something to say. Uma spits out, but J-Rock, please tell me if I pronounced that wrong, over my dead body. This is ridiculous. The Korean phrase she uses for ridiculous literally means there aren't even words. My cheeks are blazing like hot coals under slabs of sizzling galbi. Why, I shout, what's so ridiculous? I never asked you for anything. I've never been allowed to do what I really want and I get good grades and I've never complained. You've complained plenty. How come Tommy gets to be who he wants and be a sports star and never said anything? I get better grades, is it because he's a boy? How could you say that? Uma says in an urgent voice. That's not at all. It's because Tommy's sports help him get into a good college, help his future. Maybe my singing can too, I shout. Uma sucks in her lip. She nods to herself, stealing her nerves. If I'm being completely honest, Cadence, she says softly but firmly, you have a decent voice, but it's hard to stand out as a singer. Do you know how many amazing singers and performers there are in Korea? You're such a shy girl, and these idols have so much charisma and confidence. I'm shocked into silence. I've never been so hurt in my life. Abba finally gets to his feet. Cadence, he says in Korean. I have to say, I'm concerned as well. I've read things in the papers about those idol companies. There's so much corruption and those trainees are so mistreated. There are slave contracts. I've heard of abuse. I barely hear Abba. My fury at Uma is bubbling over. You're the reason I don't have any confidence, I say to her, my voice shaking. I'm not even sure if that's true, but it feels true in this moment. You've tried to take my way on my one only passion, the one thing that makes me special. Why would you do something so mean unless you hate them? You're angry at me because you never became a singer. Uma's mouth falls open. She looks completely devastated. The bitter taste of guilt rises to the back of my throat, but I swallow it down. This is all too much, Cadence, says Abba. Let's talk about this later. Fine. I storm to my room and slam the door. I lie on the floor and press my feet against the door. I hear footsteps. Someone turns the doorknob, but I put more strength in my legs. A knob. Cadence, open this door, says Uma. Gently, though. Bajera, I shout. I know I'll regret saying this to Uma one day, but I glare at the ceiling, realizing I'm not mad at Uma. I'm mad at myself. This isn't about the viola lessons or not getting to join choir. 
We're not going to create a train. This is about being honest, about what I really want for once in my life. This is about me being brave. I pound the door with my feet and scream even louder, Bajera, over my dead body. Okay, I hope you enjoyed chapter four. Um, Please correct me on any pronunciation mistakes because I'm sure that I did make pronunciation mistakes. And uh, please go check out the other episodes if you have not watched or listened to those first. Bye!